Episode 9, Time to Put Up or Shut Up. This episode of The John Becker Show is brought to you by Crown Media Group. If you are in need of branding or if your website needs a makeover, head on over to crownmediagroup.com. They are simply the best. Our quote of the week comes to us from the Jedi Master Yoda, who said, Do or do not. There is no try. That quote might catch you a little bit off guard because I usually like to bring you something deeply thoughtful and insightful from various thought leaders around the world. But I thought this quote from Yoda was really, really profound because I've found myself to be a lot like Luke Skywalker in my life. And I don't mean from the heroic perspective of being able to go out and save the rebellion from the evil Darth Vader. What I'm talking about is the fact that when he was in that swamp on the swamp planet of Dagobah, and Yoda told him to get that X-Wing fighter out of the swamp. He said, I'll try. And Yoda told him, don't try, do it. I've done that a lot in my life. I will tell people that I'm going to try to do something, but I won't really commit to it. And the reality is I do that because I'm not sure that I can accomplish what it is I'm setting out to do. But you know what? I'm tired of being that person who tries to do things and I end up not getting them done. I've been doing that most of my life. Today, I'm going to talk a little bit about the things I've tried to do in my life that I have not accomplished and how I'm really tired of that narrative. I'm really tired of trying but not getting things done. And I'm going to challenge you all to be more assertive with your own goals as you head forward into the future. So today's episode is called, It's Time to Put Up or Shut Up. Now, why did I choose that title? Well, the reason I chose that title is because I've done a lot of talking in my life. There are a lot of things that I've told people I was going to accomplish that I never really did. And I've been doing a lot of talking over the past few months about something that I'm planning on doing this weekend. Any of you who have listened for any length of time know that I am talking about skydiving. This Friday, just three short days from now, I am headed out to Skydive Chicago with four of my kids and a couple of friends, and we are going to jump out of an airplane. And I have been talking a lot about it, and the reason that I keep bringing it up is because when I am standing in front of the door of that airplane, and I look down 13,000 feet to the ground, I want to be more afraid of chickening out and then having to confess that I chickened out to all of you than I am of jumping out of that plane. So that's why I keep talking about it. I have a friend who's a psychologist, and he said that the more you talk about things that you intend to accomplish, the more likely you are to get them done. And that's why I keep doing that. I heard recently that 42% more goals are accomplished when you write them down. So this is a goal that I have written down. I'm ready to go. I am weighing in right now at about 238 pounds, which is 12 pounds below the limit for jumping. And I am so excited to get out there on Saturday afternoon and go through that training and get into that airplane with my kids and fly up to 13,000 feet and jump out of that airplane. And there's a reason why. I've been talking a lot about doing it, but once I've done it, I have a feeling that there are some incredible things waiting for me on the other side of that jump. One of the things I'm passionate about is encouraging other people who are struggling with their own limiting beliefs, their own thought process that says, I can't do this, or I'm not good enough to do that, 
once I've accomplished this, once I've jumped out of that airplane, that gives me even more credibility to be able to help people and say, yes, you can do that thing that you want to do. You've heard me talk a lot about my friend Cliff Ravenscraft and his Free the Dream conference that I attended a couple of weeks ago. One of the things that Cliff provided for us, one of the resources he gave us, was this workbook where we could take notes on all of the different speakers. But one of the coolest things about that workbook was at the back of it, there are six pages full of statements and scripture verses that are daily affirmations we can use in our life to encourage ourselves. You know, I'm reminded of Saturday Night Live about 20 years ago. Al Franken did this character called Stuart Smalley, and Stuart would look into the mirror and he would say, you're going to do a great show today, and people like you because you're good enough and smart enough, and doggone it, people like you. And I always used to laugh at that character. It was so funny, and of course, it was meant to be a caricature of motivational speakers, but the reality is that the stuff we put into our head on a daily basis is going to manifest itself in our lives. And if we have that negative talk, if we put ourselves down on a regular basis, we're going to start believing that. And I've been guilty of that most of my life. I've always been a lot of talk, but not a lot of action. And if I would say I was going to do something and then I didn't end up accomplishing it, I would find a way to kind of rationalize my way out of trying to accomplish that goal. And I could do it in such a way that I convinced myself that it was the right decision. And I might have even tricked a few people into believing that I was making the right decision as well. One of the things I remember doing uh, at a very early age that kind of uh, is indicative of this is when I was 11 years old, my best friend Ross and I had decided that we were going to get ourselves into the Guinness Book of World Records. Now, we weren't sure exactly how we wanted to do it, so we paged through the book, and it's a thick book, hundreds and hundreds of pages, and we finally found something that we thought we could accomplish that would get us into the Guinness Book of World Records, and that was to set the world's record for the longest time flying a kite. Yes, I tried it one time when I was a kid to get into the Guinness Book of World Records for kite flying. Now, Ross had this big field out behind his house, and we decided to try this because we liked flying kites, and we'd gone out and done that quite a bit in the backyard behind his house. So we got this really cool kite. Now, this was not one of those little paper, flimsy diamond kites. This was a really cool polystyrene plastic kite with double strings and two, two handles to maneuver it. And we set out to get out there and set that world record, which was about eight days. So we decided that we were going to camp in Ross's backyard for about eight or nine days, set that world record for kite flying. And we got out there one day and we got that kite up into the air and we got it up 100, 200, 300, probably five or 600 feet up in the air. It was barely a dot, this bright orange dot against the blue sky. And we got that kite up there and we were feeling good about ourselves. But after about 45 minutes, we got bored. And we started thinking, are we really going to do this for the next eight days? And so after a little bit of conversation, Ross and I decided that we didn't care that much about getting into the Guinness Book of World Records. And so we reeled in our kite and took it down and we went into the house. And we probably end up watching a Cubs game or something like that, but we definitely did not follow through on our goal. 
that kind of foreshadowed my habits throughout my life of saying I wanted to accomplish something, but then not really getting it done. Fortunately, I have people in my life who now hold me accountable for things that I say I plan to do. I have a group of guys that I meet with every Friday morning for accountability and friendship and fellowship. And we talk a lot about business and we talk about things we want to accomplish. And they will hold me accountable if I say I'm going to do something and then I don't start working through it. My wife is much the same way. When I set a goal for something, she'll be an encouragement along the way. And when I falter or when I try and back away from those things, she'll kind of hold my feet to the fire and encourage me to get it done. Now that most of my kids are adults, they will hold me accountable when I say that I want to accomplish something. And so I'm really grateful for those people in my life who are holding me accountable for getting the things done that I say I want to do. The fact that you're hearing my voice today is a result of one of those things where I said I was going to do something and I tried to chicken out, for lack of a better word. I have actually owned the equipment to start a podcast for a couple of years, and I've been talking about starting that podcast for a couple of years, but there was always some reason why I could never do it, and they were all excuses. And I just kept making up reasons why I couldn't get it started. I'm finally doing that, by the way, as you can hear from the fact that you're listening to my voice, and I know it's not perfect, I know there's lots of room for improvement, but the reality is that I finally stopped talking about it and I started doing it. I read a recent statistic that said that the average podcast lasts only seven episodes. Well, as I said at the top of the show, this is episode number nine. So you know what that means? That means I am above average. I am recording my ninth episode. I have broken through the barrier where most people give up, and I'm grateful for that. But at the same time, it's important that I stay humble, that I not get too big-headed about it. And here's why. My buddy Cliff has recorded thousands of podcast episodes in his life. His current main podcast, The Cliff Ravenscraft Show, has over 650 episodes just by itself on that one podcast. And so I want to be motivated and encouraged by those people who are ahead of me on this journey, on this path. But if I ever want to get cocky about the fact that I'm recording my ninth episode or next week when I record my 10th episode and so on, all I need to do is remember that I have friends who have recorded hundreds and thousands of podcast episodes, and that will help keep me humble. It's important, though, that I not get discouraged when I think about the fact that I'm early in my podcast career. As I told you in episode seven, Jeff Goins, who is a New York Times bestselling author, said at the Free the Dream conference that we need to stop the comparison trap. We need to run our own race and not focus on what other people are doing. Jeff Goins is someone else who has over 100 podcasts and is very successful. But if I try and compare myself to where Jeff Goins is, I'm just going to discourage myself. Another area of my life where I have done a lot of talking over the past many decades, is in my own personal fitness or lack of fitness. As I've shared with you on multiple occasions, I at one time weighed more than 360 pounds, and I didn't get to that 360 pounds all at once. I managed to work my way up to 360 pounds by losing weight and then gaining weight and then losing weight and then gaining weight. And the problem is that I always gained more than I lost until I eventually found myself at a point where I was so grossly overweight that they couldn't even weigh me on a normal doctor scale. Now, whenever I went on a diet and I would lose weight, I would talk a good game. I would talk about how awesome I was doing and how other people should be doing what I'm doing because I'm losing weight and I'm experiencing success. 
But inevitably, I would flip the switch and go the other direction and I would start to gain weight again. And you know what? When you start gaining weight, you tend to shut up and start stop talking about all the weight that you have lost. Today, I'm at 238 pounds, which is the lowest weight I have ever been in my adult life. In fact, I probably weigh about what I weighed when I was in seventh or eighth grade. But here's the difference. I'm not feeling cocky about it. When I share it with people, it's not to brag. It's not to be arrogant. It's not to make anybody else feel shame because they're struggling with their weight. It's because I have finally taken my hands off the steering wheel and decided to let God be in control of my personal fitness. And I really want to help other people. Now, I know that I'm not at my goal weight that I initially set, which was, by the way, 225 pounds. When I weighed 360 pounds, I wanted to get down to 225. And I'm not there yet. I'm 13 pounds away. But I'll tell you what, I know that I'm going to get there eventually because I'm finally letting God be in control of my situation. But here's the thing. Even though I haven't gotten to my goal weight yet, I can still help other people who are struggling. There are people for whom I am further down the path toward fitness than they are. I'm not where I want to be yet, but I'm further down the path toward getting healthy. And I can help those people. I can help people who are struggling with their own obesity issues or their own diabetes issues. I can help people who might be struggling with cardiac issues, not as a medical professional, but just as a regular guy who was at one time where they are. I can offer them hope and encouragement that they can do what they want to do, that they can lose that weight, that they can get their diabetes under control, that they can feel better and that their life doesn't have to be over because they are so miserable because of their health. I want to encourage people. I want them to know that there is hope for them. In fact, if you're listening to this podcast today, thank you, first of all. But I would encourage you, if you're struggling in some area of your life, whether it's personal fitness or whether it's a goal that you have set for yourself that you're not sure you're going to be able to accomplish, I would love it if you would go over to my website and send me an email. Let me know what it is that you're struggling with, or you could call me or text me and share your story. And I would love to share it with the other listeners out there. I would keep your story anonymous. I would not share your name publicly because I don't want anybody to feel shame, and I want you to feel safe. But if you have a story, if there's something that you're struggling with that you're trying to overcome, or if there's something that you have overcome and you want to share that victory, you need to share it with other people to encourage and help them as well. I talk a lot about my friend Cliff Ravenscraft, and I know a lot of people probably wonder why I do. And I'm going to tell you right now, Cliff is where I want to be. Cliff used to weigh over 300 pounds. And now he's down around 180 pounds. He is an inspiration to me because he is doing what I am trying to do. And he's further down the path than I am. And even though he is a very successful guy who has hundreds, if not thousands of followers, he takes time to respond when I reach out to him, whether it's by text or email or through Voxer, he will respond to offer me encouragement in my own journey. Cliff is where I want to be. And we need people on the path in front of us to encourage and motivate us. I want to be that person for other people as well. I want to be someone who can encourage and motivate you to achieve your dreams, to reach the places that you want to go, the places that you may have set out for and got lost along the way. I want to be that voice of encouragement for you. 
One of the things that Cliff does that I am so impressed with is that he has made a commitment to work out six days a week, every week for the rest of his life. And he has made that public. He has gone forward and told people about this. And the reason that he's told people about this is because he wants to have people hold him accountable. And he wants to be so afraid of letting people down that on those days when he doesn't feel like going to the gym, he'll push himself to do so because he knows that there are people who are counting on him. Now, when you make a public statement like that, when you go forward and say, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that, for example, I'm going skydiving. When I make that statement and I put it out there, I subject myself to the possibility of failure and I risk being ridiculed. But I'm more likely to accomplish my goals when I know that I am risking being made fun of. But I know that I am more likely to get those goals accomplished when I take that risk by putting a statement out there that I'm going to accomplish something. Now, I want to talk about Cliff and his six days a week. He has asked me if that's something that I think I could do. And the reality is I cannot do that right now. I physically am unable to work out six days a week. And the reason is simple. I've shared this with my listeners before, but I have Lyme disease. I contracted Lyme disease a couple years ago when I was bitten by a deer tick. And my primary symptom that manifests itself in my body is chronic fatigue. I get very tired very easily. And when I overexert myself, I can make myself physically sick for three or four days where I can barely move. So I'm not actually able to commit to working out six days a week for the rest of my life. A lot of my weight loss has been as a result of a change in diet. I would encourage you to go back and listen to episode six, where I talk about how I lost 50 pounds in four months without exercise. And it was all about changing my diet. So that's one thing I can commit to. While I cannot tell you that I'm going to work out six days a week, what I can tell you is that I am committed to my diet. In fact, I can tell you that I am not going to eat cookies, cake, pie, ice cream, or donuts for the rest of my life. I am putting that out there publicly. And some of you are listening to this and going, whoa, how can you make a statement like that? Well, I'll tell you how I can make a statement like that. I have not eaten cookies, cake, pie, ice cream, or donuts since March 26th of 2008. That's over 11 years. And that's hard to do with eight kids. Can you imagine the number of birthday parties where I have missed out on birthday cake? The number of Thanksgivings where I've missed out on pumpkin pie, which by the way, I absolutely love. The number of desserts that I have missed out on over the last 11 years is huge. But you know what I don't miss? I don't miss the 120 pounds that used to be around my stomach and my legs and around my neck. I don't miss that extra weight. And if I ever think that I want to go back to eating those things... All I need to do is go to the gym and pick up two 60-pound barbells and walk around the room for 10 seconds and remind myself that I used to carry around that extra 120 pounds on my body. And that pretty much is going to squelch any desire to eat those sugary sweets. I have not been perfect with my other foods. Other foods provide that glucose rush that um, causes sugar to course through your veins and gives you that craving. So five months ago, I went on a keto diet, and I've shared that before. I don't eat bread, pasta, rice, potatoes. I eat very limited amounts of fruit, basically only berries. I don't eat anything other than strawberries and blueberries and maybe some raspberries. And I avoid carbs like the plague. 
And just by doing that, I have lost a lot of weight just by changing my diet. So while I may not be able to work out six days a week for the rest of my life like Cliff has, I can make a commitment that I am not going to eat those sugary sweets that ultimately resulted in me weighing 360 pounds. And there are those things that I can talk about because I have experienced success with them. And losing weight is one of those things. So what about you? Where have you talked a good game but not followed through in your life? Many of us talk a good game at the beginning of every calendar year when we set a New Year's resolution. In fact, 40% of Americans set New Year's resolutions every year. But according to an article in U.S. News and World Report, 80% of people who set New Year's resolutions will have given up on them by February. And that has been me for most of my life. I would always make New Year's resolutions about things I was going to accomplish, and I would give them up very quickly into the new year. That's changed in recent years. I do tend to set some goals. I don't call them resolutions. And I try to set about 10 goals a year, and I've been doing okay, accomplishing five or six of them, which I think is pretty good. I try not to give up on them unless I need to because a change is necessary. But what have you said that you were going to do, and then you let it drop? I would encourage you to reach out by email or text or on social media and let me know an area in your life that you have set a goal or said you were going to do something and then you did not follow through. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I am asking you to share your failure. And I would encourage you not to shy away. Don't be afraid to share those things because once we bring our goals out into the light of day and we share them with other people, we are 42% more likely to accomplish them. The most important thing that you need to do when you experience failure on your path is to push through that failure. You need to face those circumstances and ask yourself the question, does this failure define me? Does it define who I am? When I weighed more than 360 pounds, I thought I would never be able to go skydiving. It was something that I had wanted to do my entire life since I was a little boy. And the weight limit has always been 250 pounds. And I eventually gave up on that goal because I didn't think it was possible. We all do that. We all have goals that we either put on the shelf or we just completely take off the shelf. Why do we do that? Why have you done that? What are some of the goals that you have made for yourself, the dreams that you have envisioned for yourself that you've put away? Now, maybe your goals have changed and that's okay. You know, sometimes we make a bucket list and... Five, ten years later, we go back and look at that list and go, you know what? I don't care as much about accomplishing that particular thing as I used to. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, we need to be editing our lives on a regular basis. We need to be looking at what's going on and making determinations about the proper course of action. And sometimes the things that we plan end up changing. There is nothing wrong with that. I have removed things from my bucket list as well. But it wasn't because I gave up on them because I didn't think I could ever accomplish them. It was because I realized that they were no longer things I felt important to accomplish. So what's still on your bucket list? Maybe you don't call it a bucket list. Maybe you call it a dream list. Maybe you've created a vision board for yourself where you can look at pictures of things you hope to accomplish and that will encourage you. What are those things and why are you not pursuing them any longer? Is it because you have a physical limitation like I did when I weighed 360 pounds? That's what made me take skydiving off my bucket list, off my dream list, because I did not believe that I would physically ever be able to do it. So what's still on your bucket list that you're not pursuing? 
And why are you not pursuing it? Is it because you have a physical limitation, like I did with my weight when it came to skydiving? It's possible that you can still overcome that. You don't have to give up on it. Maybe you're not pursuing some dream on your bucket list because of financial limitations. I've experienced that as well. I've always wanted to travel to Europe. I've always wanted to go to Paris. And I never imagined that was going to be possible. My wife and I had this big family of eight kids, and I wouldn't trade any of my kids for the world. But the financial resources of raising a large family made some of that travel that I had hoped to accomplish a little bit difficult to do. So I kind of gave up on the idea of being able to travel overseas. But for my 30th anniversary, our kids got together and gave my wife and I airfare to travel to Europe so that we could see some of the places that we wanted to see. And in 2017, I got to go to the top of the Eiffel Tower in Paris, something that had been on my dream list, on my bucket list since I was probably nine or 10 years old, something that I never believed I would be able to accomplish. At the same time, my wife got to travel through Wales and Ireland to see the homeland of her ancestors, something that was on her dream list that we never thought was going to be possible. So we had the most amazing time moving through the British Isles and seeing Ireland and Wales and dropping down to Paris, something that was on our dream list that we never thought we could accomplish. But because of the generosity of our children, we were able to do that. I want to remind you that just because your goals no longer seem achievable doesn't mean that you should dismiss them. Because we never know what circumstance might arise that will make those dreams possible. Zig Ziglar once said that success occurs when opportunity meets preparation. I want to encourage you not to give up on your dreams. I want you to still prepare for them. And if opportunity arises, then you can succeed and you can achieve those dreams. That's what I'm doing on Saturday. I have been preparing for many months by losing weight. I now have the opportunity and I can't wait for Saturday when I'm going to jump out of that airplane and I'm going to see what success waits for me on the other side. I want to thank you again for tuning into The John Becker Show. Next week's episode will be episode number 10. We will be in double digits. And guess what I'm going to talk about? I cannot wait to come back and share with you the experience that I'm going to have when I jump out of that airplane with my kids on Saturday. So the next episode will be all about achieving a dream. I hope that you will come back and listen. I hope that you'll tell your friends. And why don't you head on over to iTunes and give us a like and a subscribe so that we can grow our audience and reach even more people. I'd like to encourage you to have a great week and may everything you do be a success.